everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariana and Scott Jans. This is episode 85, Leader of the Pack. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail page. We would love for you to be a part of our intimate outdoor backpacking community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before it hits the world and other added benefits. Another way to support us is by listening to Trust the Trail on the Radio Public app for both iOS and Android. So download that today and then add Trust the Trail podcast to your favorites. On this episode, we discuss tips on how to lead a group in the outdoors, whether it's as an organizer of a hiking club or if just with your own family or friends. We ask you, what exactly is the responsibility of a trip leader? And as always, we share with you our own experiences having guided trips of our own for many years. And by the way, you can always join in on the discussion on our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash group forward slash trust the trail podcast and join in on our podcast family. Come hang with us and be part of our community. So this podcast was actually inspired by Rebecca. Um, She is one of our own Facebook members. Um, She actually posed the question about uh, taking others out on a fall hike uh, day after Thanksgiving and was concerned about the leaves covering the trail um, almost derailing and straining off the path, which is a very valid, very valid, very valid concern. And uh, and the inquiry really stirred up some some conversation of our own. And we realized we've never discussed, you know, guiding, leading, uh, you know, what it takes what you don't know about taking others out into the outdoors. Strangers. <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> um, by the way, good to uh, be back. Yeah. We took a little break for uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Um, we want to keep you guys on your toes. You know, we're like, more, where, more, more where is are. my Thursday morning download? How dare them take a holiday? But... Um, yeah, we, the, take a holiday on the holiday. On the holiday, <laughs> we opted outside, and so uh, so anyway, really good to be back. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're here. Um, happy belated Thanksgiving. We we ate a lot of food, and we had a hike to get a, to take it all off. That's a, <laughs> that's a great thing about hike. That's a great thing about Thanksgiving and hiking. They go hand in hand together. You eat, and then you have to go hike it up. Yeah, but the, there's something in the turkey that makes you sleepy. Oh, yeah, so you after don't want to hike. Yeah, after the 24-hour nap. <laughs> absolutely. But Rebecca brought up a really good point. She, you know, the when she posted it on our, uh, our group, it was like, hey, the leaves are camouflaging the trail. I kind of went off to, to, you know, take a potty break. And then it was like, well, where's the trail? And... And then she posted right after that, and by the way, I'm leading a group um, on Opt Outside Black Friday and was kind of wondering, like, is there any suggestions I should give them um, so we can all kind of be safe and stay together? And we thought that was that's an excellent question. Super, super uh, well, valid. So thanks, <clears throat> Rebecca, for posting that, by the way. Well, I think, you know, how do you lead a group? Like, 
are you a natural leader? Yes or no? Well, well, how does that differ? Like, okay, my job is in, in management. I've been in management now for 18, 19. Oh, this is embarrassing. Way too many years. So yes, I'm naturally a leader, but does that mean that I know how to lead a group outdoors? And those are two very different things or two completely different scenarios. And you know, what is your responsibility when you take others out, whether it's your own children, whether it's your friend saying, hey, I would love to go hiking with you. I mean, I've taken my friends out. Or they ask you to, uh, they ask you to say, hey, you know how to go hiking. You know where the trails are. You know where to go. Yeah. I want to go with you. And so then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you have the responsibility of, I I guess, a trip leader. And, And that, you know, that goes to a big, bigger question is like with all the hiking clubs and meetup.com and organizing a club and meetup.com is like you're really just an organizer of a of events you have different organizers you have different trip leaders within the club what's the responsibility and like you know okay what do you do what we like you know how you know how does that whole thing work and what what if what if you have someone go rogue which (laughs) Which, we have we have but but it's there's there's no physical guidelines there's nothing that says as a leader taking others outdoors this is this is what you do especially in the wilderness there's no certifications there's no you can have them yes but there's no requirement Mm -hmm. to do diddly with them i mean you you can you can have them all day but to be a organizer for and i I use meetup.com because i was an organizer with meetup for 10 years um as a organizer there's no special requirement and nobody asks you by the way they they, they automatically <laughs> trust there's a trust there there's an immense trust and it and it ranges from trusting you to take them somewhere where they are uncomfortable or you know going or maybe they don't know the route or they just don't want to put the effort into learning about it and they'd rather be showing it that's right all the way which is a lot which is a very high majority of people that join meetup well then their trust level in you can go from well you're gonna save my life if something happens and and it's it's an enormous responsibility to take on and you don't even always realize it and i think that's what we're saying here is is that you know, we want to offer you tips on this because we have just loads of, you know, experiences that have taught us how to become a trip leader in a very effective manner. And, and not <laughs> because- even, and, and you know, the funny thing about that is that it's not even with um, like a group or a hiking club. It could be with your kids. It could be with your family. I mean, it can be like... A, you Friends, know, coworkers, or two or three more out. to gather. That's a group, <laughs> and so, and we've been with enough kids out in the uh, in the wilderness to know that you know that almost we're gonna we're gonna share a tip and a trick on how to rein in the kids um, when you take them <laughs> on a hiking trip or camping trip. Um, but it it you know you there is you know as a parent you have responsibility absolutely but as a stranger leading 
a group or posting, hey, we're going to go hike here this weekend. And then you have 60 people sign up for the trip. Ooh, wait, what's how do you how do you do that? And so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I think everybody has their own plan for what they think is going to happen or what should happen. And (laughs) most of what we've learned have come out of this one statement. I didn't see that one coming. Never, never could have planned for that one. Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Which leads me to one of, you know, one of my biggest shocks as a leader. I was leading a group of eight people uh, on a very basic hike in North Georgia. This was a day hike, right? This was a day hike. There wasn't much to it. Um, Many of these individuals I already knew, they trusted me. I had been on multiple hikes leading them um, or with them. And there it was, you know, it was funny because as a, as a female, you don't really, well, I should say as a leader, you don't think about who's coming with you, male, female, whatever, until <laughs> something goes astray in which... Being a female leader, it comes it comes to fruition that, well, hmm, I didn't I didn't see this one coming. What do I do? So we had had um, a few males on this trip. Uh, one of them I knew very, very well. Uh, he got stung in the neck by a bee. <laughs> and he, you know, his neck starts swelling up <laughs> and he's um, he's he's like and I'm like, are you? Are you allergic? Now, it turns out I'm allergic to bee stings. And so I carry an EpiPen with me. I'm always prepared. I I carry Benadryl. I carry everything possible that I need to combat a said situation. He gets stuck. His, his throat's beginning to swell. He's getting all red. We're taking care of him, putting all of our focus in on him. And then... And then... Lo and behold, another male gets stung by a bee. What are the odds of of two bee stings? Both of them are (laughs) semi-allergic. And and the one guy, Ariane goes, um, as he's getting like a goiter in his neck, his neck is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) Ariane goes, are you allergic to bee stings? And if you know this Irish guy that we love to death, uh, Declan, Declan goes, hi, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I know. So I'm, I'm closely monitoring this. And then the other and I guy. Have, and I have others watching with me. And then I have another guy approaching me going, um, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, yeah. And something seems really off about it. And I'm, I'm like, are you okay? And, and he just, he looks. He just, he looks like he's been to the principal's office and he's like, I don't want to admit what I've just done kind of thing. And I'm not really sure what's going on because he's so quiet and he's almost fearful to say anything. I was like, are you okay? He goes, I've been stung. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it with these bees? They're, they're taking everybody down. And I was like, well, let me see. And he goes, "Mm, no, no, it's, I can't show it to you. And I'm like, well, let me look at it. Like, let me assess it. And he's like, um, it's inside my pants. And I'm like, what? 
excuse me, what? <laughs> and he, <laughs> the story kind of unravels, and I, and I learn that he is stung in the most inappropriate place <laughs> that I am not going to look at. <laughs> I am not even going there. The odds of him getting <laughs> a bee sting there are like, you know, getting struck by lightning or winning the lottery. So It's like the worst possible place <laughs> as a man you could ever think about being stung. And so I'm having to inquire about everything that I can think of while I'm shell shocked by going, hmm, how am I going to take care of this one? We're miles out from the car. <laughs> This poor guy. And I'm asking all these questions. And he's like, I I, I, I might be allergic. Everything's starting to swell. And I'm thinking, oh, dear God, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Like, you know, I've been wilderness first aid. I, I can assess the situation, but I'm not assessing this. This does not feel appropriate in any way. <laughs> so, I mean, it's situations like that that really teach you these, like, prepare for the unexpected and, I don't know, be flexible. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, um, you know, that's really kind of how it is, folks. I mean, you know, I... We would love to tell you that everything goes right uh, all the time, but it really doesn't. Um, we've had multiple, multiple times where we have led groups out there, and it seems like you, you know, for whatever reason, you always have the one person that wants to just go out by themselves and doesn't really want. They they came to be with the group, but for some reason. They don't want to be a part of the group. And you got that one person that wants to go off. You can't find them. You're constantly looking for him and him or her. And I can't even tell you how many outings, trips, events that I have led where we get to where we're supposed to be. And someone goes, hey, where's uh, where's Uncle Bob? <laughs> we haven't brought up Uncle Bob for a long time. No, it's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been a, a long while. Time. Where's Uncle Bob? I don't know. I saw Uncle Bob. <laughs> he went left when everyone else went right. And so then now all of a sudden you're outing your, you know, it's turning into like a search party. So, and, and it happens. It happens. All, it happens quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, it, it's that it's the one person who goes wrong. So how does that, how do you ring that in? Like what? How how does that whole thing um, get organized to where you're not you're not doing that? And I you had the other incidents in uh, the Cahadas when somebody went rogue on you and actually said, "No, I'm going out by myself." Yeah, so that was actually very challenging. That was early on in leading um, outdoor groups. It was very early this on. This was a big wilderness area, too. The Cajadas <laughs> yeah. isn't like, it's not a state park. Right. Um, I led a group of about seven individuals um, in the Cajada wilderness. Some did not have any experience. Some had a lot of experience. And I had one individual that was determined to go rogue. It didn't matter what the circumstance was. He was determined to not be part of the group though he joined a group and the most challenging part of it is 
in all of his determination, he didn't have a car to get back. He, he got a ride there. He had no way home. And so I tried everything to keep him with the group knowing, well, I can't just leave you out here on your own without a way back and knowing that you have a safe way back. And then also like coordinating where you are in a wilderness area where there's no cell reception, there's no ability to contact you. And it was a very interesting situation I, I, I found myself in because your group looks at you to stick together, to guide you, to help read the directions. I had the map, I had the compass, I had um the car I keys. had I had the car <laughs> keys, I had the knowledge, I knew where we were going, I I planned the whole thing. I was teaching people along the way and this one individual was determined to be alone and it ended up being that the whole group I tried to talk him out of it explaining to him you know all all the reasons why he he couldn't go in a sense but when you're all adults out there, it's really hard to say to somebody, no, you cannot do something. It's not like you're guiding children or underaged. Well, and, the, and, that, and that's the thing. So, and, and the other aspect of that too is that, you know, normally you would listen to that story and you'd say, well, you know. Just let them go. Let them go. You know, the heck with it. But the problem then lies in that gray area. That gray area where you organize the trip. You posted the trip. Who's responsible for the safety of everybody getting back to the car or home? And that's the trick bag. You know, we we kind of live in a litigious world, folks. I mean, that's, you know, that's the fact. And so if you're going to plan a trip or if you're going to organize a, a little day hike, it's always good to set uh, a few expectations of what the trip is going to be and what's expected of the of, of the whole event um, you know I, I mean I remember I remember leading a hike it was um, it was an overnight trip and we were staying in a really remote cabin this was way up in the UP of Michigan and we had a we had a large group uh, maybe 20 22 people and we went on this long uh, wintry hike. Well, the weather changed, started getting very cold, very, very cold, and we were in snow. And um, we had two guys that decided that they were going to trail run, and they took off. And they, you know, they took off. Great. Problem is, is that <laughs> then. The other 90% or 95% of the group decided we want to turn around and go back to the cabin. That's a problem. And so now you're now. So now the two people that ran way ahead don't know the group has stopped and they are expecting everybody to get to where we were going to go. And now you have two people who could be two, three miles ahead waiting and it's cold, and they're they're standing there waiting, 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 waiting. Well, how long are they going to wait? They're going to wait two hours, three hours, four hours, and then come back. And then, it, and of course, it was getting dark. Of course, of course, it was. And so, they went back. And so, 
I was very, you know, I, I guess I was like really kind of trepidatious. I was like, well, do I let the group just go back on their own back to the cabin? Now it was a pretty sure bet. Everyone was going to make it back. There were no trailhead turns. There's, there's no intersections, things like that. It's pretty, pretty straight trail. Um, so I had to go back. So I had to go hike another, I think it was almost three miles and catch up to the guys. And they were sitting down on a log waiting for everybody. And they're like, Oh man. I'm like, no, we let, we turned back a long time, like an <laughs> hour ago, we turned back. And, it was, you know, it's those experiences where you want everyone safe. And even if you say, well, you know, screw them, you know, let them go. They, they did on their own. Everyone's got to, everyone has to be responsible for themselves, which I agree. But, you know, when it's your friends or your family or people that you know, or people that are trusting you, there is a certain amount of that gray area accountability where you have to say, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. I got to, I got to go get these guys. Yeah. I got to go look for them. I got to make sure everyone's okay because it's in the end, you can say that all you want to, you can say, well, screw them and you know, let them go. But when you go home that night and everyone's, you know, out of the 20 people that came on your trip, 18 are home safe and sound and you don't know where the other two are. That's going to weigh on your conscience. Right. And, you know, um, you know, <laughs> the last thing you want is, you know, the reporter knocking on your door. Where where are these guys? Were you the last? I mean, you just don't want that. So we're just going to I mean, it and it makes no difference whether it's, you know, four people, your friends, your family. Again, it, we're going to give you these tips. It does not make any difference on how many people go with you or who goes with you. So one of the things that we always stress on our trips when we guide people out is that we never call anybody a group. Not even, not even if you were hiking with your friends. If I was hiking with four of my best friends, I would not call them a group. I wouldn't even call them best friends for that day, that moment, their team. So we don't call it. We're hiking as a group. We always say we're hiking as a team because that connotation of a team completely means something different. And everyone kind of gets that as a group. Well, you know, you're just kind of meandering. There's a group. Okay. People are just meandering. A herd. A herd. Right. Although herds tend to stick together. Sometimes. But you always got that one guy that goes off. You got the rogue herd. (laughs) But as a team, people get it. Okay. Well, we're going to work as a team. What does that mean? That means the goal is the team gets back to the car together. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the team goal. You go in together and you come out together, <laughs> right? So that's the first thing we always, on all of our trips, everything that we do, we do it as a team, which means this. When you're hiking as a team now, if one person says, hey, I got to, I got to go to the bathroom, right? Then you, you stop as a team and you wait for your team player to do whatever they need to do. Um, if you make it a group, people don't care. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care. It's unbelievable. The, the, the sense of the word can really alters, alter the mindset of those that you're with. Oh, oh, absolutely. Always, 
Absolutely. The other thing too is that you have to set expectations of your event, your trip, the hike, your uh, yeah, what, outing, whatever it is. Whatever it is. You know, it boils down to offering, you know, a basic itinerary, kind of goals of the trip, expectations, timeframes, directions. One of the things I quickly learn is giving people enough information so that not everybody has to be on each other's heels. Um, when you're hiking, <clears throat> a lot of times people like their space and that's okay. But if you give them directions and say, okay, this is the trail that we're on. This is the trail name that we're on. We're going to be taking this to this intersection. We're going to be doing this to this. Give them mileage reference points that kind of thing it helps them feel a little bit like they can gain space but they also know the plan yeah oh absolutely and it's and it's very helpful to give to give those that you're with some sense of understanding of where they're at where they're headed what direction they need to be going they don't all need all the tools, but they they need some kind of sense or guidelines so that it all boils down to common sense in the long run. It's all about common sense, folks. Everything. <laughs> it's all about common sense. And there's a lot of it lacking out there. And and you know we're we're not we don't we don't ever tell you guys stories that we've you know conjured up. These are actual things that have happened to us. Um, and one of them is that. You know, when you're taking a, a large group of people, even an intimate, because Ariana and I, we like keeping it at around eight or ten people. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the sweet spot for us, anyway. Um, it, it leads to great conversation. You really get to know people in a very, very uh, individual way. You get to know everyone's names. Um, I've never really liked the whole meetup groups where, you know, 30 or 40 people go on an event. I, I don't get to know anybody. Um, and usually the one person I don't want to get to know, I end up hiking with. Um, but with a smaller group, it's a lot easier to manage. And so, you know, setting expectations before the trip, like, for example, hey, guys, we're going to go out and we're going to hike the we're going to hike in the Smoky Mountain National Park this weekend. We're going to do a 26 mile loop. Here's what you need to know. The trail will be really hard. We're going uphill. The elevation gain will be this to this. It's going to be rocky, rooted terrain. Just setting that expectation, people can kind of get an idea. Ooh, oh man, I you know I. But you know, you'll always have that one person that hasn't hiked or backpacked in twenty years that are gonna that's gonna come to your event. <laughs> you know, always, always, always. And you say, uh, yeah, so how'd you hear with, oh, well, I used to backpack uh, in the 1960s. Well, so that's the other thing too, is that when you, after you set expectations and you, you really let people understand before they even sign up for your trip or an event or you decide, even with your kids, everything we're telling you applies to your children, everything. Let them know it's, it might be hard. It could be hard. And then you assess, you know, you assess their ability to meet the expectations for the entire team. And I'm going to tell you something as far as the team thing goes with your kids. Um, there is nothing that brings 
your kids together and gets them more exciting, excited than going on a trip as a team. Don't call it a group. Don't even call it a family outing. You'll lose them right there. <laughs> but if you call it a team, they're going to like, what do you mean team? What team? What do you mean team? I mean, they watch, they watch team things on TV all the time. They know what the team is. They know what that means. You tell them we're going as a team. Well, what are we going to do with the team? Well, we're going to collect fire. We're going to collect firewood so you can throw things in the fire. What? <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to collect sticks. We're going to collect rocks. We need to, if you pitch that to them as a team, um, they're going to love it. I mean, the corporations, quite frankly, they spend a lot of money on team builds, team building. It's usually all in the wilderness because that really is the, the inspiring factor to get your family, friends, and other people out there backpacking or hiking with you when you pitch the team, the team gig. But always assess your people. I mean, you've got to, when, when, when they show up at the trailhead, if you got a guy or a girl that, we're supposed to do 26 miles today, you sure you can do this? It's okay to tell that person, for your safety, I, I think maybe this might be too hard for you. And be and honest I, with them. Yeah, I, because we've, we've been in situations where we have questioned something and it turns out that it puts the entire team at risk in the long run because our gut reaction has been has been right, um, it, you know. It, and I, when I say assess, I'm not speaking of a visual assessment because that is probably the worst assessment. And no judging. Know. It doesn't. And no judging. It's an assessment based off of legitimate questions. What have they done in the past? How long have they been out? What have the weather conditions been? You know, what were they carrying on their back? How much weight? Um, who were they with? You know, was it was it difficult to them? But in what way was it difficult? It's the questions that you choose to ask, not these open questions that lead to a yes, no, but more a, a, a conversation starter. So where you can actually truly gauge their level. I, I can tell you. I always look at the boots. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I always the look at the footwear. Actually, the footwear that, tells you everything. That actually brings me to a very funny if story. If they're wearing about, Keds, maybe so, they shouldn't be going with you. So I had a friend, which was was where I was going with this. We, I I will tell you hands down, it is so much easier to gauge the level of strangers than it is to gauge the level of your friends and here's why i have taken out so many of my friends all my friends are like ariana i want you to guide me here i want you to take me here i want to go on these amazing adventures that you go on and i have the biggest heart ever and i'm like okay let's do this i'll i'll teach you everything you know i have been burnt so many times and put in probably put them in a disadvantage because all they want to do they're my friends they don't want to look weak in my eyes they don't want to look unable to do something so they push themselves harder your friends your family will push themselves harder to their breaking point in a way in which they are not comfortable doing just not to look bad in front of you i took a uh, girlfriend of mine out and speaking of boots, she showed up for an overnight. 
<laughs> in boots with heels. And I'm not talking about, oh, like, you know, it has a little heel on it. I'm talking about fashion boots, fashion boots with the heel. And I'm like, Mm. <laughs> this is not good. Should I just break them off now? <laughs> Should, just... Should I just give you a blister now? <laughs> save a lot of time if I just scorch your feet now. How about we learn how to barefoot hike now? <laughs> you know, there's there's a level which you you almost anticipate. Your friends, your family, they know you so well. They they know what you've experienced. They know what you go through. And it's so easy to look the other way as you guiding them or you taking them out sometimes you got to be harder on your friends than you are with strangers i took a girlfriend out and i had no idea that she was terrified of peeing in the woods no clue didn't think to ask her until she about had a urinary tract infection out there because she would not go to the bathroom and it's simple things like that 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 you learn through situations that you're that you're like okay um yeah next time I'm probably going to ask that question or think about that and trust me it takes years of of of, of developing scenarios because every scenario is different it's like pulling a random selection out of a hat and you you learn as you go but I think looking at your group setting the expectations uh, for them so that they know what they're up against, but also you being flexible in your plan because there's always going to be the one person or the one situation or the whatever pops up and you have to be flexible. You know, you're not always, you have to remain open-minded because you're not always going to be the one in, in, I don't want to say in charge, but there are times you may you, be outvoted. You're going to get outvoted. You could be outvoted. And so, it's about- so, and that's the thing. And so like being, being a trip leader for a, a group, um, especially I, I use meetup a lot. Cause that's kind of like the big, the big gig, but you know, like there are often times that you think you're in shape, you want to go. And so like you plan an event and you want to do a 20 mile day. Great. Got 30 people sign up. Great. Well, 29 of them underestimated the trail. And so halfway there, they look at you and say, look, we're cold. We're hungry. We're hurting. We don't want to, we're, we can't do it. What's your decision? Now, I know a lot of people would say, well, tough. you signed up for it. You signed up for it. You're going. But the thing is, is that, you know, you, your group, your your team is telling you as a team, they're telling you, we can't, we're, we're not going to make it. You're going to have to adjust your thinking. That's just the reality of life. Okay. Um, you want to, we, we, you all want to get home. The goal is to always get back to the car with a hundred percent of your group. The other thing though, however, you got the same people that stop and say, oh my God, there's a bear. We're going to go down there and take a selfie with it. Come join us. That's when you say, no, no, no. That's a bad idea. And that is when you're going to have to put your foot down and say, look, you know, this is not why I invited you or not. This is not why I posted the event. This is not appropriate. This is not what we're doing. So there's a time and, and you know, that falls into the common sense realm of 
everything in life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just common sense. Someone has to go to the bathroom. You stop as a team and wait. Someone has a problem or an injury or a blister or they're not having fun. Your team stops. You assess the situation. And maybe someone on the team says, you know what? I'm a team player. I'll hike down with that person back to the car. We'll take the side trail. We'll meet you at the restaurant for beer and pizza after everyone's done. And you're like, okay, that's the, that's working that's as a team. team. Yeah. You know, so it, you have it, to, everything happens, is different. It happens all the time. All the time. So you're, you're constantly assessing your team, you know, who's strong, who's not, who needs help, who's not. But the one thing you never do, and I say this with an asterisk because I did it. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one thing leader. you never do is when you get to a trailhead intersection, when you get to a trail intersection, or, one goes left, one goes right. Or a split. Yeah. A split I mean, in the trail. Anything. Anything. If the trail deviates. <laughs> if the trail deviates. In any way. <laughs> and you, you have people way ahead of you, always, 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 always. You make sure that people wait and they collect the team at that intersection. Always. Now, why is that important? Why do you think that's important? <laughs> well, it's important because of this. Everyone comes to the trailhead in different cars. And everyone carpools. You don't want the person with the car keys heading off to the wrong trail and doing the 12-mile loop <laughs> instead of the three-mile loop. <laughs> You, it has happened. <laughs> you you want to make sure that you do a head count of everybody at that trail intersection. That's common sense, folks. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I mean, whether it's your, I, again, it, it makes me, if you have four friends and two of your friends are hiking fast, tell them, look, if you come to a trail intersection, for the love of everything holy, <laughs> please stop, stop and wait for my slow butt to get to you. And they're like, yeah, no problem. If you don't say that, Someone in your team is going to make the decision for you <laughs> and they're going to make the wrong decision. So case in point, Ariane and I are leading a group. This is a paid customer situation, folks. They have paid us to guide them on a adventure of their lifetime, which we gave them. Oh, yeah. It was an adventure. Some guy took off. I'm trying to catch him to get him to slow down and we're booking it. Next thing I know, I'm, I don't know. I think I was, I'm, I think I'm backpacking about four miles per hour. I'm <laughs> booking it. You probably one of the, the wind. Oh no. Probably one of the fastest hikes, probably the fastest times I've ever, I mean, I've hiked fast before, but this was a speed record gig. I get to a trail intersection. I know Ariane's behind me because there's no one else behind me. I've passed them all. There, there's nobody else there. We And it's only a single trail. We come to trail intersection. And so I think, okay, I could stay here or I could try to catch that guy and try to figure out what he's doing and where he's going and make sure he's safe. Ion's experience. Yeah. So I'll put sticks. I'll put an arrow on the trail, a point to the intersection of where I went. He's, you know, big arrow on the ground, on the trail. Who, who could not see that? Well, what I didn't know was that the trail map and the trail signs were different. 
and the trail sign said, hey, why don't you go visit that really beautiful <laughs> fire tower, which wasn't on the map, by the way, but <laughs> it was there. But the trail sign pointed to that direction and then did not have another trail sign. So it was really the same trail, but there was a detour, but there was a sign for the detour that looked like it was the name of a trail. Right. It was it was it was, it was it vague was... at best. <laughs> so I take the trail. Ariane comes out with her guests that she's hiking with. Lollygagging behind taking photos. Taking photographs. But we all know where we're going. We all know the destination. But what we didn't do is we didn't follow the simple rule of waiting at that intersection like we should have. I made the arrow. Ariane's hiking. Well, guess what? Not everybody looks down. <laughs> so I am known to look up and around. I trip a lot. It's no big deal. I don't look I don't look at my feet because I am taking in the beauty around me. So why the hell would I see an arrow of sticks? It was beautifully made, by the way. On a path of sticks. So, you know, it, you know Scott and I have always had this 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 rule always wait at always wait at trail intersections always 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 if it merges if it crosses if it bows if it curves if it does anything you wait because this is from experience ah scott just took it upon himself to break every rule in the book that day and that was a bad boy <laughs> and and i so added how many more miles did you hike seven more miles to my trip <laughs> Seven more miles to the trip, and one of the guys that was hiking with her had had kind of like twisted his ankle. No, not at that point. It was oh, a no, little bit later in the and, day. But. And so, but it was like seven <laughs> miles, and so like, it was like three hours later, I'm going, where the heck is Ariane, man? She should have been here a long time ago. So, so now I start, well, I'm going to have to back, I'm going to have to hike back up on the ridge to go look for and you know here she comes you know and they're all just happy as tired a little <laughs> a little, little tired. W- worse for wear <laughs> but but they all came down but that's why it's important so that's a funny story <laughs> but the fact of the matter is um it wasn't um we're on an island i mean you know the, the worst thing that could have happened Ariane would have walked to the edge and seen water <laughs> and turned around but the fact of the matter is when you are not on an island and you do have multiple, multiple trail intersections, the Smokies is a great example. Appalachian Trail, great example. Um, you have a lot of intersections. If you don't let your team know that expectation in the beginning, um, someone's going to take the wrong route. Someone's going to be waiting six or seven hours at the trailhead for the guy with the car keys, or the girl with the car keys to come and let them in the car, and you don't want that. To, you don't want that to be your team. You do not want that to be your people that you let out because that's not a good and pleasant experience. And when you take people out on a hike, it's to enjoy and to connect. And the last thing you want is people to be upset with you <laughs> because <laughs> nobody you know. was upset in the making of this error. Right. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not no. in this it was, case, it was but fine. in most cases, you're not always going to have two parties that end up separated that are as experienced as that. And 
chances are one of those parties are not going to be experienced and lost. And now you're not lost as a team, but you're lost individually without having the communication, which I go back to offering information, educational information, common sense information for your your team if so they can be they can be armed with like making decisions now and the, there was one experience where it was like we're going to follow the trail up we are going to go uphill in this amount of elevation we are going to do this we're going to do this well in one of my scenarios i had guy we i did deviate from the route not knowing because there was so much oh there was so much blow down and it it turned me wrong well we were all as a team and we started going downhill and i was like hmm, this doesn't make any common sense this doesn't this doesn't this doesn't it's not normal i'm going downhill rather than uphill and was quickly able to deduct that simple you know, common sense knowledge of like, I should not be going downhill. I should be going uphill and get back on track pretty quickly. With information like that, you should go two miles before you hit the next trail section. It's things like that that help guide you through as perhaps unexperienced or uneducated um, parts of your team. And I think that those common sense things really do help support the overall team effort of staying where you need to be, staying on track, getting there safe and sound all together. Yeah, I, I think so. So in summary, you know, you want to plan and prepare. You know, you want to know your route. You want to know where you're going to go. You want to know how many people you're going to bring. Set a limit. You, you don't have to bring everybody. If you're comfortable with 30 people, make sure expectations are set and you assess the people that are going to come with your group. I like the smaller groups. We like the smaller groups. But, you know, to everyone is different. When you go out there, make sure that everybody knows what what the goal is. The goal is to get back to the car safely. <laughs> How to do that? We're a team. Everybody's a team player. We work as a team. We live as a team. We get lost as a team. We get back to the car as a team. If someone needs a break, if someone's a weaker hiker, you wait as a team. You support that person. And, and then everything just jives, you know, like you're going to work, you're going to – you know, you're going to hike 20 miles. Okay, great. At mile 10 or mile 7 or mile 15, you take a bathroom break. Maybe you know there's a shelter there. Maybe you know there's a privy there. Maybe you know that because you've done your, your research before you lead that trip. Always a good idea. If you're a meetup organizer, if you are a hiking club organizer and you take people out, whether it's friends, family, makes no difference. Always a good idea to get a wilderness first aid uh, class. Just take that class. It's about 240 bucks. You'll learn a lot. It's worth it. Um, and then that way you're always a little bit more prepared for, when for the just in case. Because we've talked about this a lot in our shine. podcast. Sometimes it's not your group. Sometimes it's somebody <laughs> else walking down the trail that you don't know who they are. And they're like, uh, yeah, have you been stung a little bit? Yeah, yeah I've been stung a little bit. Okay, let's take the, let's have some Benadryl. Um, so you, you just never know. It's always a good idea. Um, we hope that we have given you guys some tips on at least even taking the kids always tell them it's a team tell them it's a team have fun get out there and let them enjoy um and at the same time set expectations even with your kids 
This is what we're going to do. Give them an itinerary. You know, kids like that. They really do. Um, we're going to throw rocks in the fire at seven o'clock. We're going to th- we're going to throw rocks in the river at whatever, and let them know it, it helps you keep an eye on them, and it helps you, uh, you know, you keep inspiring them to to explore. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes. It really helps our podcast get out there. Um, plus, we always love to hear how we're doing and if we can do better. So we love our reviews on iTunes. Um, shout outs to our, always our new members on our Facebook group. We love our Facebook group and our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Chuck Walsh, John Phillips, Yvonne, Gary, and our newest patron, Suzanne Johnson. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Uh, we would have given you a shout out last weekend, but it was Thanksgiving. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, Radio Public, which is available on iOS and Android. And of course, you can always follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail. We we missed you guys last week. Really yeah. appreciate uh you know, we needed the we needed the Thanksgiving break, but uh really good to be back and um, thankful for you guys as our community listening in. Absolutely. So all the support that you throw our way is it's so appreciative. So please come and follow and always remember get outdoors and trust, trust the, the trail. trail. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.